This episode is sponsored by CT Shots. For all your photography needs, contact CT Shots today. Welcome back to Balkarstick's Ed. This week we are discussing why Jamaican boys underperform in school compared to girls. To speak on this topic, we have with us an educator, Shari Lee Carter, who will share her research findings with us today. Um, so just a little about Shari. Shari is a Jamaican educator who is currently teaching English as a secondary language at the elementary to tertiary level in Japan. So we're checking in with her from Japan today. <laughs> Shari is also pursuing a master of arts in arts degree in international education with a specification in innovation and reform from the University of Leicester. Um, so without further delay, let's get to it. Welcome, Shari. Thanks for having me. Good, good, good. All right, so Shari, we're looking at your topic today in terms of why Jamaican boys underperform in school compared to girls. Yeah. Uh, what was the impetus behind, you know, doing this research? What, 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 how, we, how the idea came about? Could you just um, explain that to us? Yeah, man, sure. So uh, outside of the fact that um, conducting a small scale research was a requirement for one of the courses that I was doing at the time, I chose this particular topic because of three main reasons that basically were combined into a passion project of mine, kind of. So the first reason was at the time, a lot of conversations and a lot of discussions were happening surrounding the Jamaican education system, the weaknesses in the Jamaican education system. A lot of the discussions were in the print media and on social media. And a lot of persons were giving their input on this. Um, secondly, I found that a lot of these think pieces and opinions weren't necessarily based or rooted in data but they were, they were basically about anecdotal evidence and emotions, kind of, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and I, I, I really didn't like the fact that it wasn't research-based, even though these are very important for persons to talk about their opinions and personal experiences. But um, when you're on the outside of the education system, a lot of times the, the opinions aren't necessarily balanced. Um, so that is another reason why I did that. And finally, I found that there weren't a lot of teachers chiming in on this topic. You know, I don't know if it was a case of not having access to um, the print media or, or them just being apathetic to the whole conversation. You know, a deeds, not words kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all of those kind of combined and it sort of manifested into a passion project of mine so yeah that's why i chose this particular topic okay good good because this this topic is very very interesting and and this is something that many of us thought have well have thought about and um wonder you know why is it that because i think 
quite a number of Jamaicans are aware that, you know, typically in high school and that type of thing, the girls, you have more girls doing better than, than, than boys. But you're right. In that is true. It's a, it's a lot of anecdotal evidence rather than... Yeah, man. Um, okay, so in terms of your approach, um, yes, so in terms of your approach, could you explain to us in terms of how you went about in terms of your methodology and that type of thing? Um, so I had to get permission from the schools involved. So I got permission from um, University of Leicester and the school where I conducted the study in Jamaica. So I had to get permission from the gatekeepers. Okay. Um, so after doing that, I had to basically conduct a review of the literature that was already there on boys' achievements. Um, and, and in terms so of that literature, you found stuff that was Jamaican-based as well? That, that yeah, man. Yeah, man. A lot of the things that I used were basically, well, not a lot. Some of the, some of the information that I used were Jamaican-based, of course, mm -hmm. and were... Um, a part of the discussion that was going on at the time. Okay. Um, additionally, I had to use, of course, academic literature and some scholarly articles. Um, so I had to find the gaps in some of the researches, the strengths and the weaknesses, you know, what it is that they did as opposed to what it is that I can do, what new information I can find out and all of those things. Um, so that's what I did. And then after doing that, I had to um, create some data collection tools. So it was basically a mixed methodology research. So I used questionnaires and a semi-structured interview, semi-structured interviews actually. Okay. Um, quantitative and qualitative methods. Quantitative and qualitative methods, definitely, okay. to um, collect data. And after doing that, I had to pilot these tools before actually doing the research to kind of see you know, to see yes. what are some of the errors and the weaknesses and to tighten up and all of those things. Good. And after doing that, then I had to, I collect, actually collected data yes. from the respondents. Okay. Yeah, man. That's basically it. Good. Well, well, well sound, well sound. And I like the, 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 the wholesome approach because it's both, both looking at the quantitative side and, and the qualitative side, which, which will always give you a better picture. Definitely. Excuse me. Yeah. All right. Um, so in terms of approach, you know, every approach has difficulties, challenges, issues. So, so could you just highlight some of these challenges or, or, or um, issues that, that came up in terms of your approach? Ah, issues that came up. So definitely the fact that i am in japan conducting research about a school in jamaica that was a big issue um especially since the time difference there's such a big time difference between the two countries so i have to be scheduling um telephone interviews ensuring that the time line up with everybody's schedule and all of those things okay. uh so that's one um, I definitely had to rely on electronic software to, mm -hmm. to, to, to use in order to collect data. Gotcha. So because I had to rely on that, then there were issues of 
ethics and privacy and people not wanting the software to collect their email addresses and IP addresses and all of that. So I had to ensure that the software that I chose was okay for everybody and okay with everybody's, you know, um, yeah. what everybody wanted. So that was an issue. Um, also, I find that it is very difficult to get peer reviewed journal articles on Jamaica's education system through the internet. So oh. unless you are able to get into a car and reach down UE and UTEC, NCU probably, you won't be getting a lot of recent, as, as well, recent research or recent information on Jamaica's education okay. system. And that's a, that was a huge drawback yeah. um, to some of the well, that was a limitation. They have it on their own system, so you have to be in their on their system to pull certain certain articles. Definitely, okay. exactly. So I found myself trying to scramble to see who is at UA, you know, who can find this article for me, and so on, so on, so. Yeah, so that was that issue that I had. I okay. think those were those were the issues that I that I found. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think inter because especially when you're using online online methods to collect so in terms of the quantitative i think you mentioned following up with persons via telephone calls and and different that's a good way just to remind them because a lot of most times they, these online they have low response rate but but to 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 get rid of that um challenge you, you, one of the one of the method is to do these follow-up calls and to actually call persons personally to say okay i send you an email so with that with a question yes because if you don't do that you, you won't get a lot of responses so exactly 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 um, and i was fortunate enough to have somewhat of a relationship with some of the respondents um yeah so in addition to using those persons who i already knew yeah. i was able to convince them to get a lot of got, get more persons involved so yes. there was a bit of snowballing sampling going on yes. there to okay. get as many people as I can, you know, to capture yeah. as much data. Good. Um, good. All right. Um, sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So, so, so we're going to get into the meat, to the meat of the matter now. Um, so, so after you, so, you know, after, after doing all of this and gathering your data, it's all about the findings and, and so explain to us, um, you know these findings i think we have three main findings that you that you found uh mm -hmm. what 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 if anything surprised you after you know after you go through these findings but go go, go through the findings let let we let we let we see yeah man um so three main findings mm -hmm. first i think before we get to the curriculum does not appeal to boys so first before that teachers teachers had indicated that they feel that boys and their idea of masculinity mm -hmm. it doesn't coincide with excelling in education so they don't feel that get being a straight a student or being an achiever is something that is in line with being a jamaican male right so that's what teachers are saying okay. um and so boys are not motivated to want to excel because of that so that's one reason and no, the curriculum does not appeal to boys and it doesn't necessarily appeal or suit their developmental needs. This is something that a lot of teachers were saying. Um, and the danger in this mm -hmm. is that this idea of appealing to boys and appealing to boys, the masculinity of boys, mm -hmm. um, 
is a bit of a limiting factor because the construct of masculinity may inform mm -hmm. the learning potential of the student. So a teacher may look on a student and say, boy, I don't think you can manage this. or I don't think this content is suitable for you. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is what we call a self-fulfilling prophecy in education, where because the teacher feel that this, way, this may happen, you will eventually find that the student confirms this expectation. Yeah. As false and as erroneous, erroneous as this expectation is, eventually you will find that the child confirms it because the teacher felt this way initially. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I found um, that may have contributed to the yes. underachievement of boys. Yes, and, and, and just to, to reiterate, if, 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 if we didn't make it very clear that this is a teacher's perspective in terms of the, re the, the research, yes. Um, yeah, so thank you. That's, okay. that's a reference as it relates to teachers. So we're looking at teachers, teachers' view, viewpoints. Uh, Yes, so the second uh, point. Right. Uh, more boys being disciplined. So teachers agreed that the number of persons or the number of the students, hold on, let me, let me ensure that I'm saying the correct thing. Okay. All right, so teachers believe that majority of the students disciplined for extremely violent behaviors and violation of dress code are boys like majority of the students being disciplined yes. for those things are boys um the policy as it relates to violation of dress code extremely violent behaviors etc etc for this particular school in this particular context mm -hmm. the policy is um suspension the boys or the students will be suspended mm -hmm. and in very very extreme cases the student may be expelled from the institution um with that, well, that being said, it mm -hmm. would follow that if there are more boys being mm -hmm. disciplined, then, then more mm -hmm. boys will be losing a lot of teacher contact time. Yes, teaching um, time. Right. Yeah. So, and that is very important if yes. it is that we want boys to be achievers. So yes, it's true. Important. I mean, yeah, that definitely. We, I, we, once you pass through, I went to, to a technical, technical school in... in, in you know, technical school. Christiana, yes. Which technical school did you go to? I, I went to Homewood. Homewood Technical. Oh, okay. So, Sister so, school too. My yeah. technical school. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that 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 what you are saying is 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 actually reality in terms of, um, you know, boys. Most mostly boys that 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 especially dress dress code. We we now you know a lot of boys wear the the, the white t shirt under the. The, the, the uniform, uniform. And, right, uh, right. something else so and I, I guess these things add up because if if boys if you have more boys being disciplined or being expelled or suspended for these these things over time it it it, it definitely play a role in terms of definitely. boys and under performance yeah so of course, of course i think yeah moving to the final main findings now yeah um so I, the same principle applies here more boys being involved in extracurricular activities um i believe it was the last year uh i think it was last year when there was something in the media about boys who are underachievers who are being roped into the representation for their schools um 
So when boys are missing class contact time or teaching contact time to play games or to, 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 to participate in extracurricular activities, yeah. then of course it doesn't necessarily remedy the issue. It yeah. kind of exacerbates you know, exactly. yeah. people playing football, playing cricket. We have a lot of you have track and field, and and most times these activities is definitely biased towards boys. So you normally have more boys. I don't think a lot of schools even have a female football team. Is is more is, exactly. yeah, and you have football yes. team for basically every age group of of of, of males. You have an under thirteen, probably an under fourteen, under fifteen. Right. Under 15. right. Same Definitely. thing for cricket. So, so these are some of the things based on the findings that 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 affect um, performance as well. Which which naturally, and as I say, this kind of ties into the previous um, point um, in mm -hmm. terms of just less contact time with with teachers. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Good, good. Um, so. In terms of how these findings now could inform education policy, uh, I think you had mentioned something earlier, just uh, just uh, just in passing about, uh, you know, the education system and 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 the approach, you know, with anecdotes. But now that we have some former findings and analysis, what 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 are what what is your take on on possible policy? Yeah, man. Um, but before I go into that, I, I think I need to reiterate that the research is specific to this context. Yes. And particularly, one of the things that I found was that within this school, mm -hmm. a lot of the teachers indicated that the boys were mostly, or the students generally, mm -hmm. were from a low to mid socioeconomic status. Right. So um, in terms of generalization, we have to be kind of careful of how we generalize the findings. And so yes. Um, but in terms of how policymakers can use these findings or how this can inform education policy, I think we can see whether it is possible that the situation surrounding these findings are applicable. Mm -hmm. We can see where these situations surrounding these findings are applicable to whatever context it is. So say, for example, you are an administrator at a school, um, a you know, disciplinary principal, you can use these findings and see what policies may be applied to your local context. And from there, you can conduct a research to see if any bias exists with some of the policies or with the way some of your policies affect change in your institution. Um, at the level of the Ministry of Education or on a national level, mm -hmm. um, I think it's very important that our decisions are informed by data. Yes. So I think it's very important for the Ministry of Education to look at something like this on a wider scale. Um, so they may use the findings from this research, look at the gaps in information, look at the weaknesses, look at the strengths, and perhaps build on that idea and go into research that is tailored to the different local contexts in Jamaica, because of course, not all schools have the same makeup, not all schools are of you know, the same generalizations and stuff. Um, so I think they can use this to inform some of the decisions that they have made or that they are trying to make. Mm -hmm. um, that's one. 
uh, regular audits need to be carried out in schools and some of the policies that exist in some of these schools, I think the principals and perhaps senior teachers need to do an audit on some of these policies and, and, and practices as well. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was a student, and perhaps it has changed because yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember when I was a student and looking back and I'm like, but some of these things aren't necessarily informed by data. Yeah. You know, hindsight is 2020. And I'm like, why is it that I did that? There was absolutely no reason as to why I did some of the things I did back when I was a student, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important. And if we're very, if we are serious about increasing the efficiency of education, increasing um, its effectiveness mm -hmm. and ensuring that our students are able to compete on a global level, then I believe a lot of the decisions that we make ought to be informed by data yeah, yes. and not just opinions and emotions and, and, and anecdotes, you know? Yeah. Definitely. So I think that's that's how it's valid and relevant. Okay, all right, good. So 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 let's uh, and again you had touched on this in terms of future future research. What areas based on you you mentioned previously that in terms of context, it's certain socioeconomic and in terms of the the, the type of school, it's 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 a certain. Uh, socioeconomic background that this school would fall into. Um, right. So in terms of future research, what, 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 what would you recommend for um, researchers who might want to investigate more into this, this area? Um, I think future researchers can look into the interplay uh, between gender and education in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. A lot of how we educate students has to do with how students are socialized and i guess a lot of the um learning outcomes has 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 the learning outcomes have a lot to do with how students are socialized and and their construct of masculinity or their construct of femininity mm -hmm. so i think it's important for future researchers to look into that area uh there is also oh yes the notion of underachievement, I wrote it down here. Okay. So underachievement, when we look, when we spoke about, when, when I was investigating underachievement, I used the policy of the school that stated that students who performed below a particular average were considered underachievers. Mm -hmm. uh, the word underachievement has, I think, a wider scope than just looking at performance data. Mm -hmm. So future researchers could focus a lot on a holistic view of underachievement and not just necessarily focus on performance data. Okay. Uh, so I think that's one way future and, researchers... And, and performance data here meaning that like average after average grades, right? Like average. Exactly, exactly. Average grades having to do with standardized test scores and all of those things. Okay, good. And, all right. Thanks. Thanks so much, Shari. Um, no problem. For making the time after 12 or after 11 in Japan now. We really appreciate <laughs> you taking the time and, as I said, making the time to come and share these findings with us. Much appreciated. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, man. No problem. Definitely.